They can smell you when you have a pie. They can smell you when you tell the lie. My oh my, I have no pie. It's a sense of smell you can't deny. On a big old bear you shan't defy. They can smell it in a car, underwater, and from afar. But finding food is the way to be in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy, your 30 minutes of interesting animal info. I'm Joe. And I am Carlitos. And today we're talking about a fuzzy wuzzy that was very fuzzy, wasn't he? But more on that later. I didn't even get to answer the question. (laughs) (laughs) See, what's wrong with that bear from the original rhyme? Or from the original, yeah. He wasn't furry? He had no hair. He has alopecia or whatever? What? Is that what happens... When you don't have any hair, is I think a bear? so. I might be just making that up. I, this is just a momentous occasion because we're actually doing a bear, yeah. not a water bear, uh-huh. not a bear cat, and not what was the third one? Water the, bear. The woolly bear. Yeah, woolly bear. This none of those were bears. This is an actual bear, uh, and I'm pretty dang excited for it. As you know, the bear is my favorite animal. I am a mammal man, and it's the top mammal. Have we said that the bear is your favorite animal? I think I've show? said it. Yeah. I think when you mentioned that we have never done a real bear, I mentioned that. Okay. It's pretty good. So, yeah, you must be bur- bursting at the seams with excitement. I am bursting at the seams. Bursting. You must, <laughs> you must be giddy with anticipation. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I now I'm oscillating between the, the grizzly bear. Are you Are you ursulating? This is the first of this is just the first of many that can come to the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, between the grizzly bear and the black bear for best bear. Uh, really? Yeah. After researching this or before? Well, best in terms of just overall the whole package. Okay. I mean, in a fight, grizzly bear takes the V <laughs> every day, uh, but <laughs> the in adorableness, the black bear he's got it going. He's got some things going for him. Yeah. Like, also, apparently black bears are soft and grizzly bears are not. So grizzly bears are wiry. Yeah. They have like coarse skin, coarse uh, hairs. Coarse so. and rough. Yeah. It gets everywhere. It get, mm, yeah. When they shed. <laughs> but anyway, we were talking about the American black bear, not the grizzly bear. Right. Which is in an interesting kingdom that some of the locals like to call Animalia. <gasps> uh, My favorite kingdom. <laughs> And, like all mammals, it's in the phylum chordatum. And like all mammals also, it's in the class mammalia. Nice. And the order is carnivora because this thing eats Flesh. other things. And the family is Ursidae. Yeah. True bear. Yep. Unlike the koala. Koala. Koala's yeah. marsupial. Yeah. Um, genus is Ursus. And the species is Americanus. So Ursus Americanus. Just, good name. Good, just as like just a on, hearty name on the nose as possible. <laughs> Man, that's, it literally that's a steak and potatoes name. Literally right there. means American bear. <laughs> <laughs> Make that into a show, Seth MacFarlane. I'd be watching it. He, I, he's already had bears. That he does. Talk he does stuff. have a talking bear in the Cleveland show. That's right. Um, which is not that great of a show. Sorry, Seth. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's an avid listener. So the American black bear lives in, get this, America. What? All over the U.S. and Canada and Mexico. Mm-hmm. Kind of endangered in Mexico. Mostly in Canada, though. They live mostly in Canada. Um, but they're found all the way from Alaska to the Pacific 
northwest to Maine yep. and New England, all the way down here to sunny southern Florida. I've seen one in real life. Here? In Tennessee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you want to tell that story? I saw a bear. <laughs> uh, it was at a restaurant uh, that was backed up against the woods, and I saw there was like a you. We were outside because there's this little pool where you can go and throw cast a little fishing line and catch your own like trout for dinner in the restaurant. Yeah, outside the restaurant in this little pool they had. That's fun. Yeah, it is. Also, I got, I got hit in the face with a fish. That's a different story, though. <laughs> but I see why the bear was attracted to the situation. So I had a fresh fish wound on on my forehead, uh, and it was bleeding. So I was sitting on a bench that you could see. <laughs> you could see down the side of the building where the kitchen door was, and it was one of those half doors, like you can, like a saloon style. Yeah. No. And the bear just pushed open the saloon <laughs> no, doors no, no. and sauntered like, into the restaurant. No, like in, like in a. Um, like in a cartoon where the the door can close in two different halves. Let's pretend like I know what you're talking about. Okay. Anyway, the bottom half of the door was closed and the top half was open. And this bear just comes lumbering out of the woods and sticks its head inside the top half of the open door. And uh, like a couple seconds later, I saw a chef walk out with a broom and just start like smacking the bear with it until the bear ran away into the woods. And like Jeez. that didn't seem like a wise decision, but it seemed to work. It was it's probably all an illusion created by your fish head wound. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Loss of blood. Other people saw it. <laughs> it was corroborated. Yeah. Um Chris corroborated. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let's I let's get dive right into the size. Yeah, we don't have a lot of time. No. We got we have a lot of stuff to cover. For once we're doing an animal there that is heavily studied. Yes. Uh so it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for you, the listeners, favorite part of the show. Say it with me now. I'm embracing this. Measure up. <laughs> we maxed out the mic last time. One of these times I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave you hanging. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the worst. But so Let's start with weight, um, and before I get into it, in this new season of, season of the show, I will give you a comparison and ask it to you in the form of a question, and you will answer it. How many bears? Uh-huh. Uh, so, their weight r- ranges widely for a couple different reasons, and one of them I realized earlier. First is they have, they hibernate, and their weight after hibernation is drastically lower, like 30% lower. Um, than their weight before hibernation. Um, And their whole situation is about gaining weight as much as they can before hibernation. So their weight is all over the place. Also, we, like you said, have studied this animal like a lot. Mm -hmm. So we know um, more about its weights. Like, like, Like if you studied the Colorado River toad enough, you would probably find a wide range of different weights. But if you've only seen like a couple of them or studied it like in a couple studies, like, well, this is the range. So you you haven't seen the full range. Okay. Um, But we've seen a lot of bears. Anyway, without further ado, National Geographic says the range is about 150 pounds to 600 pounds. Wide range. I told you. 
I warned you. <laughs> <laughs> There's also but, other reasons why I'll go into later why their weight ranges. Okay. Uh, so I'm averaging that around 375 pounds. So how many black bears can the Nock Nevis, the longest ship it ever built, carry? The Nock Nevis. Yes. We're that talking about German. It's carrying capacity. Carry. Like before the ship sinks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have no idea like what the the buoyancy threshold is for, <laughs> so for it's, this. So if you need a hint, sh- the ship ca- uh, ship carrying capacity is measured in deadweight tons, um, which is... That sounds like a band it's the It's a metric ton, so it's a thousand kilos. Okay. So do you want to know how much it can carry in, in metric tons? Sure, I'm not even going to get close if I don't have this information. Six six hundred and fifty-seven thousand one and nineteen. Six hundred, yeah, metric tons. Six hundred fifty-seven thousand metric tons. Yeah. So that's six hundred fifty-seven thousand thousand kilograms. Sure. Because there's two pounds, 2.2 pounds in a kilogram. The mathematicians are screaming the answer right now. <laughs> you shouldn't have let me give you the actual, all the. <laughs> well, now pieces. I have to find out how many times 375 goes into like 1.2 billion. Uh huh. Mm. So I'm gonna say that it's about like 175 kilograms for the for the bear. So there's about what five five of them go into a metric ton. Okay. I'm going to go with 3.5 million. Dude, so close. Yeah. It's 3.8 million. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so proud of myself. You did it. Look at all that internal head math that everyone had to listen to me struggle through. (laughs) It was all worth it. Oh, man. All right. I'm I'm sweating already and not just because it's hot in here. Uh, Let's move on to length. You'd think I would have used the length for the longest ship, but nah. <laughs> That's not how we do things around here. <laughs> there's no there's no congruence. So adults can be um, anywhere between 120 to 200 centimeters or 47 to 79 inches. I've averaged that to 63 inches. How many bear lengths does it take to get, to get you to equal the length of the average American freight train. How many American black bears go into the average American freight train? I feel like the average, the like freight trains are so easily extended and. Well, there's a, okay, so. So I don't, like the average has got to be this, the middle of this wild range. So here's a little bit of train physics oh, nobody, insider info that no one wants to hear no one wants to hear insider train info so the the electrical on electrical rails there's a maximum weight that the it can effectively pull so if you there there's a for safe rail practices there's regulations that cap off how many how many cars you can have on a on a train so it's not okay. infinite okay okay 1800. 1800? I'm way off. So the. I'm not even going to try to do any math this time. The average train is 6,000 feet uh, or 2,000 meters, and that's 1,257 bears. That was not that far off. Yeah, 
I didn't say like 10,000. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't say eight. That'll do. That's it's not as impressive as your <laughs> your other one. And not but as, I gave you all the pieces for that and one. And not as catastrophic as, of a failure as how many mongooses go into a cumulonimbus <laughs> cloud. <laughs> That's very true. All right. All right, so are we at a measure up? Yeah, we are. Are we at... <laughs> Is there a light at the end of this train tunnel? <laughs> yes, there is. Um, and that's our, the uh, the new segment, which is minor details. <laughs> minor details. <laughs> the largest bear ever, black bear ever recorded, was shot in Michigan, and it was it was like nine hundred and two pounds after it had been stuffed or whatever, or really? treated or something. But and it, they said that. It was estimated to weigh about 1,100 pounds. Oh, wow. Which dwarfs the average, um, the average, uh, male, (laughs) average bear. (laughs) It's much bigger than your average bear. Uh huh. Um, so that's pretty crazy. All right. So let's go to appearance. Okay. Black bears are known as black bears because they're always black, right? Uh,. Yeah. Wrong! <laughs> it's my turn. I knew I was going to walk into that. <laughs> Thank you for going with me on that one. <laughs> they often have cinnamon-colored fur and sometimes full-on black or brown chocolate fudge. I know. So black fudge. There's something wrong with that fudge. There's. Have you also seen... There's this rare version that's like white. Yes. And it's, it's adorable. It, it is. It's, it's, it's like a Winnie the Pooh. It's like a little... Put a little red shirt on him. Because big red shirt. you got polar bears, and they're just like, th- their heads are small, and their bodies are so big and muscular that it's intimidating. Yeah. But they imagine a, faces. Imagine a polar bear with that same cute face, but like a bigger head and a smaller body, yeah. and it's just, and looks fluffier. Yeah. That's that's what you got when you have a you know, blonde or albino, because that doesn't necessarily mean it's albino just because it has white or blonde fur. Yeah. And then, there, but there are also albinos. This guy named Gary Brown showed us the fur color distribution in what I think is a staple for every home library: the Great Bear Almanac. <laughs> <laughs> I want that book. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> so, about seventy percent of all black bears are actually black. Okay. And the rest are variations. You know, mo- most of the rest are brown. Shades of brown. Um. And in Yosemite, like 90-something percent of them are brown. Okay. So, just be prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Be prepared? No, that wasn't that great. (laughs) I think it was good. So, how can we tell black bears from grizzlies, brown bears, sun bears, or even polar bears when they're all white and stuff? They've got this adorable little, like, thin and bottle-shaped snoot. They all have that. Not so much. They all have the bottle-shaped snoot. <laughs> oh, tell me some more things. So grizzlies and brown bears have like a humpback. Yes. So whenever you see a bear that has just that that classic upturn on their shoulders, that's a grizzly or a brown the bear. The shoulder hump. I don't. I'm not sure exactly what advantage that gives them, but I imagine it allows them to take people's heads off of their shoulders easier. So black bears, they don't. They have a. They have a flat back. And. Um, Sun bears have the distinctive Batman symbol on their chest. Uh-huh. It looks almost exactly like the Batman symbol. <laughs> and uh, even though black bears sometimes have like a crescent on their chest, it does not look exactly like the Batman symbol. <laughs> so that's how you can tell. And it's pretty rare, right? 
Yeah, it is pretty rare. And um, as for polar bears, those are usually the size of a Dodge Caravan, so you'll know when you're looking at a polar <laughs> bear. But their their uh, their ranges do cross in in the the Yukon. Yeah, roller bears happen because of that. Yeah, so it's crazy that I always thought that a species had to be sexually isolated, but that does not seem to be the case for bears. They definitely have hybrid all they hybridize all the time, and well, so do fish. Apparently. Uh, polar bears aren't supposed to necessarily cross paths with grizzlies that much, but different situations with the their habitat and and melting and warming is moving them around. But it they're both in Canada. They're both yeah. in the country of Canada. So they're going to cross paths eventually. Yeah. So they usually eat, f- the black bears usually eat fish and berries. <laughs> berries of course Uh, (laughs) but some populations hunt elk and even moose when there isn't a lot of plant life to eat when it's like closer to the winter or it's a tall order for a bear isn't it for a black bear they're they're pretty good scavengers since they can scare off most other things that kill things so Mm -hmm. like maybe a pack of wolves will kill a caribou and then it'll scare them off although usually black bears lose to wolves yeah that's a lot of usually wolves are a lot there's a lot of there's more than one wolf. Yeah. One black bear versus one wolf. Black bear wins. But a bunch of wolves together. Black bears are... I mean, they, they might be 375 pounds on average, but that's not very big compared to other bears. Like a gray wolf takes down bison. That's insane. Just like one? A pa- no, a pack. Yeah, a pack. Okay. So little black bear doesn't have... Can't stand that, you know? M- maybe it only goes for moose cubs. Moose cubs? Moose cubs. I said, I said a bison. No, no, no. The black bear. When oh, okay. I said it hunts elk and moose. Yeah, cats. So it's like, it, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. They're called calves, aren't they? <laughs> um, and they'll also eat whatever you bring to your campsite. Yes. Yeah. Due to their amazing sense of smell, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. Here are some pop culture references of the black bear. First is Winnipeg. The black bear that inspired A.A. Milnes? Milnes? M-I-L-N-E? I don't know what the last name is. Um, but that was Winnie the Pooh, 1924. Uh-huh. And the first teddy bear was created in the likeness of a black bear in 1902. And named after? Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt. Because he, the the guy who made it saw a... Uh, a political cartoon of Teddy Roosevelt refusing to shoot a black bear that was being tied to a tree. Wasn't that based on a true story? I don't know. I, I thought he actually did. Like they cap- captured a black bear and they like hurt. It was all hurt. And he came and he, they were like, all right, Teddy, come over here, make the kill. You've earned it. And he's like, no, there's no sport in this. This is, this isn't cool at all. You look at him. Let he, him like, this is terrible. He took his, his glasses and his mustache and he walked away. Which is what the the political cartoon... Shows. I mean, he did order them to kill it and put it out of its misery, but... Oh, yeah. but he didn't want to do it? Well, he didn't want the, the credit for bagging it as, like, a, a, a hunt. You know, he didn't want to take the, like, yes, I bagged the bear, I did it. Like, you know, the in the, 18th, the 18th, 1800s man sort of mustachioed way. But in the, in the cartoon, it looks like he's morally refusing to kill... This black bear cub. Because in the cartoon, it does not look injured. It looks sad. It, it, it probably was sad, but Still. it was also injured. I was trying to give 
Teddy Roosevelt the benefit of the doubt, but it sounds like he's he was a hunter. <laughs> he was a hunter, but it's still what, like babies. Baby. No, no, no. It wasn't a cub in real life. I don't think. Oh, really? It's a it's a it's a cub in the in the cartoon. Anyway. Also, last culture reference, Smokey the Bear is a black bear. Which makes sense because Smokey the Bear, isn't he named after the Smoky National Park? Smoky Mountains. Yeah. Yeah. There's black bears there. Yeah. So, and that was in the 1950s. Yeah. So, is there anything else to talk about these guys? You mean something something major and factual? Also, both of those things. Yeah, let's talk about something major and factual. All right. Major facts. All right. So, (laughs) so bears have... Decent hearing, better than humans. They have pretty good sight. That's contested because they've seen them kind of looking at things really closely. Like, that's how they investigate things. They look up close. Mm -hmm. So they might be nearsighted. But they're thought to have the best uh, sense of smell on any land animal. So that's that's a good sense of smell. Uh, I'm trying to think of other contenders, but I don't know. Dogs, okay. So another we we know that the black bear can smell better seven times better than the average dog. They can smell I think three or five times better than a bloodhound, which is the best smelling dog. Smells smells great, <laughs> <laughs> especially when you give it lavender scented. And how many times? And how many times better than a human? Do you think they can smell? Six hundred. Twenty one hundred. Twenty one hundred times better than people. <laughs> <laughs> you just knew I was getting get it wrong. He was so ready. Uh, so they can reportedly smell a food source up to 20 miles away. That's a long way. That's um, pretty good. So how do we know that? Bears can't tell us, right? We can't ask the bear, what are you, what are you smelling like that? And he's like, there's an Arby's 20 miles in that direction. <laughs> he also knows, like, what it is. <laughs> they are pretty smart. Um Smarter than your average bear. Yeah. So there are two ways we can tell how good they can smell. First is by examining their brains. Mammals and other animals have a part of the brain that's called the olfactory bulb. And I'm kind of reading my notes here because I don't want to get this wrong. Um, Gross. Olfactory bulb. It's used for discriminating odors. Discriminating among odors. Um, and enhancing sensitivity to odor, odor detection. Odor is a hard word for me today. Yeah. Um, and also filtering out background odors. So all that to say the olfactory bulb is designed to help you process smells. Okay. Um, and ours is really underdeveloped. Yeah. Because we don't need it anymore. (laughs) No, but it's also, it also plays a role in learning, Emotion and memory, which is why smells remind you of your childhood and make you feel nostalgic. Aww. Yeah. Um, so bo- bear olfactory bulbs are five times the size of a human's. In relation to the size of the brain? Or just five times the size? I guess just five times the size. Um, so the, what that tells us is not that how many times more they can smell. Yeah, I feel um, like a whale's is five times bigger than ours, right. too. That just tells us that they do a lot of smell processing compared to a person's okay we can also the second way we can tell how good they smell is just giving them a whiff sticking your nose in their fur and like what is that lilacs (laughs) and you're like "Ooh, you're soft (laughs) and then they kill you they're not then they kill you they're not super confrontational no we'll get into that i guess some fast facts at the end we have seen black bears walking 
20 miles in a straight line towards a food source. So that tells us they were they were moving with a purpose for for 20 miles and they end with food. So that <laughs> kind of <laughs> gives, at the end of that rainbow is food. Yeah, that that hike. They also routinely investigate areas where campers and hikers stop for meals. So if you're on your hiking trail and you stop and you eat a cliff bar, a bear will probably show up a little while later and see if you left any crumbs or dropped anything. Or if you're if you stop at the place where everybody stops and eats their cliff bar, you and the bear might cross paths at the same time. Yes. And if you are so so bears behave different differently uh, in terms of interactions with people. Black bears are the only bears known to hunt people. Really? Yeah. I saw in that geo that they usually um just kind of like make blowing sounds and yeah. paw the ground and, oh, then, yeah, yeah. and then just walk away. So for the most part, they will avoid you. They're afraid of people. And so in places like Smoky Mountain National Park, they've only ever had like one ever recorded black bear killing a human or injuring or attacking a human at all in mm-hmm. the history of Smoky Mountain National Park, which is like a hundred years. Um, <laughs> so they're, they're very non-confrontational. So when they smell your food, they also smell you, and they're not down to to like check you out to tango most of the time. So they they'll wait for your smell to like leave, and the background. then before they yeah before they investigate other like food sources. So for the most part, you you are not going to like encounter a bear in a dangerous way, but. If you're walking in the woods and you see a black bear multiple times. So if you come across a black bear, it sees you, you see it, and you back away and you you, you don't see it anymore. If, if you don't wave, then it's rude. Right. You wave at the, you wave at the bear. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you see it a second time and then a third time, it's hunting you. And it, and it wants to kill you. And it will find you because it can smell you. <laughs> There's nowhere you can go unless you can run 20 mi- one miles away from it. But as we talked about earlier, they are non-confrontational. So usually, it'll, wait, it'll wait till you're asleep. <laughs> you, usually if you stand your ground, if you don't run away, they will back down. But if they do attack, don't play dead. Because then they'll be like, great, I'll just they're, eat this. They're scavengers. Yeah. They they don't have scruples. Um, well, like you, you're supposed to lay down, or if you can't back away, if a black a brown bear is attacking you, you you just go ahead and play dead. Because, not because they're like, well, I'm not going to eat this, 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 this disgusting dead carcass. <laughs> That's disgusting. I'm not a, I'm a bear, not an animal. <laughs> Um, you couldn't resist. Yeah. Jim Gaffigan, circa 2006, seven. Anyway, <laughs> but a black bear is hunt. Like, they're hunting you. So you don't want to do that. And, uh, for more like tips on how to deal with animal black bear bears in the wild, uh, check out the bears episode of varmints. They go into this a lot, but back to bear smelling. Um, we've also seen them, uh, break into cars and even into coolers inside of cars to sh- search for food. So they can smell your food in a cooler, in a Ziploc bag, in a car. Um, mm-hmm. There are special types of... Hence hence your poem from earlier. Yeah. <laughs> they, they can... Um, there are special types of bags that block smell 
better than a regular Ziploc bag that are mm-hmm. recommended for when you go hiking. But other bears, other types of bears have been observed doing crazy smelling things too. Uh, brown bears have been seen finding carcasses that are underwater and smell doesn't travel above, like out through water that well or like out of water that well. Um, polar bears have been, well, I mean, they routinely smell seals. That's how they hunt through three feet of ice. That's crazy. How does, how does that even work? I don't know. Cause scent is particles of the thing reaching your nostrils. Like, eva- like evaporated, particulated yeah. things coming up. So yeah. How does it come off of the seal and doesn't, doesn't just drain away in the water. It goes up. And then through the ice, and then make and then to the the polar bear's nostrils. Are you sure it can't just feel it? It just no. It's just they they say the that it's smelling. They say it's smelling. So black bears also have a set of small, tiny, like hundreds of tiny muscles in their snout and in their nose that allow them to move their nose with the dexterity of a human finger. So they can kind of just like yeah, and you can see like videos it. of it, and it's adorable. Of <laughs> just kind of like moving their nose around to catch scents on the <laughs> on the air, and they also stand on their hind legs mostly to like get smells in the air, try to find a scent. But wow, they are the best smellers. So they probably have a pretty sensitive nose. Yeah, and they can. They're excellent swimmers. They're excellent climbers. If it smells you and it wants to eat you, it will get you. <laughs> you just have to punch it in the nose. Stand your ground or just just go inside. Call call an Uber and leave. <laughs> From Yosemite. Yeah. From Yosemite. Yes. <laughs> oh, and like I was saying earlier about uh, their varying weight, there's this thing called Bergman's Rule which is from some German biologist um, from the 1800s, where within taxa, populations found in colder environments tend to be bigger than the populations found in warmer environments. So your Alaskan and Yukon Cornelius black bears are going to be bigger than your sunny southern Florida. Sunny southern Floridian bears. So that's the same. That's true for... um pumas as well i imagine it's mostly with mammals uh i wonder I think, if that's just because you need more fat reserves probably to get through tough winters yeah and also animals just tend to be bigger up there like mammals and prey animals too so you you have more access to like f- food at one time and you require more size and strength to take it down mm-hmm. interesting like down here you could just eat a bunch of squirrels but up there you got to take down a caribou yeah yeah, the black bears in like Smoky Mountain National, like in the south, they eat a lot of berries and grass and stuff like that. They're not usually. They're weak. <laughs> and I've outgrown them. But they're adorable. <laughs> uh, I've never seen a bear in the wild before, despite having spent what probably amounts to months camping and hiking at this point in my life in bear infested areas yeah. of like New Mexico and. Um, Tennessee, North Carolina, here in Florida. So it's like, it's crazy that I've never seen one. But when I was in hiking in New Mexico, the ranger that was guiding us was like, yeah, definitely. Cause we had to do all of this crazy bear prep. Mm-hmm. We had to take everything that could possibly be smelled 
including toothpaste and all that stuff. And then we had to put it up in this special, um, like bag that was suspended between three trees so that it couldn't climb the tree and get to it. And uh, they told us a story that the the group before us, this kid had washed his hair with like this strawberry scented shampoo and then woke up to this black bear torn open in his tent and was licking his head. And his tent mate popped the bear in the nose and then it ran away. Oh my gosh. Which I think you get a merit badge for that. <laughs> <laughs> or a belt loop or a sash or something. <laughs> But yeah, and then I was like, I'm definitely going to see a bear on this like 12 day hike that I'm taking through New Mexico. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a little bit disappointed, but you get got to see a bear get smacked in the face with a broom in a restaurant. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it's just whoever God smiles upon to show them a bear, <laughs> whoever he pleases. All right. So that's all we got on the black bear. So when you're going through life. Pause a moment, eat some berries, and ursulate your nose to pick up scents. Like in life, death, and taxonomy. (laughs) If you can barely get through the week before the next LDT, or if more animal info just makes sense to you, follow us on Twitter and Facebook for more. Ugh. We're LD Taxonomy everywhere if you need to get in touch with us. Plus, it'd be very nice if you left us a review telling us your thoughts about the show. Wow, that last pun was bad. Yeah, this outro is going to be polarizing. What? You know, like, like the bear, like polar bears. I'm pulling the plug on this episode. No, that would be a grisly spectacle. Actually, I think it would be a Kodiak moment. <gasps> This podcast is brought to you in part by the Braintrust Brothers Network. For more information about this podcast or others, visit BraintrustBros.com. Their whole steez, their whole situation. Their whole what? Steez. Their Did you make shtick. up that word? No. <laughs> you can't make up words on this podcast. Well, I mean, if if I were some sort of a Shakespeare'sman, I would have totally Not only been him. able to do that. Only him and the collective zeitgeist well, can come up with words. Uh, I'm part of this collective zeitgeist. (laughs)